Hi guys, welcome to episode 17 of the Natural Physique Podcast. If you haven't checked out last week's episode, I had Jovan Essen on the podcast. And if you don't know who Jovan is, or if you've been living under a rock, he is um, the undefeated champion, basically, from last year. He went on and won seven titles in um, the natural men's physique scene. He won a title in, an, uh, in a tested fed, uh, later went on to win two pro cards and placed second at the Natural Olympia pro show last year. Um, so what an amazing chat that was and what an amazing guy. Um, very excited to see how he gets on this year if he decides to go and compete in some of the pro shows. Um, but yeah, it just was a great chat. So please go and check that episode out before you listen to this one. Um, and I do have another very special guest lined up in a few weeks time uh, and he is right up, the, he's not a WNBF, um, he's not a men's physique WNBF pro, he is a WNBF pro um, so it'll be our first non-men's physique um, guy on the podcast, he's very well known within the natural bodybuilding scene, I'm not going to disclose too much information until um, nearer the time. But very excited to have him on um, and he has a lot of knowledge to share. So hopefully you guys get some good value um, out of that uh, episode. But anyway, in today's episode, I am going to be talking all about my approaches to nutrition. Um, nutrition is a big topic when it comes to bodybuilding and transforming your physique. Um, you know, you might have heard the, the phrase before, like your physique's built in the kitchen, not at the gym. Um or something along those lines, um, but yeah, it is true what they say, like nutrition is everything, if we want to be performing at our best, if we want to be, um, you know, building muscle, we need to be fueling our body with the, with the, the right nutrition, right, um, and there's a lot of information online about nutrition, um, and I think there's quite a lot of good advice, and there's a lot of bad advice, um, depending on where you're looking, um, and there's also a lot of um, opinions in, in relation to nutrition. Uh, and before we begin, I kind of want to disclaim something. Um, now, I'm not a qualified nutritionist, and most of the coaches you're, you see out there, even top-level coaches, are not qualified nutritionists. So be aware of that. But what we can do as coaches, and I think this is something you need to look out for if you are picking a coach, is a coach who's constantly looking to level up their skill set um, and constantly trying to learn um, about every area of their field. Um, so for me myself, I'm currently enrolled in Precision nutri Nutrition, which for you who don't know Precision Nutrition, it is one of the... Um, I think it's one of the like world's leading um, nutrition courses. So without a degree, this is pretty much maybe the next best thing, right? So um, I am currently enrolled in that course. I am about halfway through and just making my way through it. But I have worked with hundreds of clients um, over the years. Uh, being a coach, I've been a coach for around five years now. I've worked with a lot of personal training clients, so a lot of gen pop clients, um, and more recently, 
um, working with mainly mainly people who want to transform their physiques and um, either step on stage for the first time um, as mainly men's physique competitors I have on board um, but who want to try the stage out or want to just go through a body transformation so um, nutrition looks slightly different from those gen pop clients to um, those guys and girls who are looking to, to kind of level up their physiques and, and go through that body transformation but a lot of the same principles apply um, and I kind of want to share some of my thoughts um, on this topic but as I say I'm not a qualified nutritionist um, so technically I can only give sort of advice being a qualified PT myself um, I can't technically give out like meal plans and stuff I can only say their advice right so um, but yeah that's just a, a small disclaimer before we begin um, and I, I kind of want to shed some light on approaches which work um, when it comes to nutrition and what I believe to be good nutrition because I believe um, there is yeah there is a, a, an approach to it and um, I think some of the things I talk about today are signs to look out for for yourself right um so i think when it comes to nutrition right there are so many different approaches there isn't a one size fits all approach i think that's really key to to, to know it's like training right there isn't really a wrong or right method um it has to suit the individual and that's exactly the same with um nutrition it depends on many um, biopsychosocial factors like your genetics, culture, environment, there's psychological factors that come into play. So there's a lot that comes into um, comes into it when it comes to nutrition and like how you eat basically. So um, and I think nowadays there's a lot of fear surrounding nutrition which I think is completely wrong. Um, a lot of people are on social media saying you can't eat this, you can't eat that um where like the reality when you look at the science is um you know anything in moder or everything in moderation is basically the key right so yeah if your diet consists of mainly processed foods like like always processed foods then yeah that's not going to be good for you um but likewise if your diet just consists of one type of food group that equally might not be that good for you so my approach to nutrition, nutrition is it should be something in moderation and or nutrition should be in moderation um, and it should be something which is sustainable, something that you can sustain for the rest of your life. So whenever, um, you know, I have a client on board, um, the key question you should probably ask yourself is, do you, can I eat like this for the rest of my life if you want to make this a sustainable approach? Is this a way I enjoy eating? If the answer is no, if this is not a way you enjoy eating um, or it's something you can't sustain for life, then you're probably not going to stick to it. Now, there are occasions where you, you, you might not need to stick to it for that long. For instance, a diet prep where, or sorry, a, a, your, your diet for a prep, you might be cutting out, out a lot of food sources. You might not be going for that off-plan meal every week. You know, you might not be going to, to have a meal out of your missus. But that's for, for a short period of time, right? That's only for the space of, you know, 15 to 25 weeks. Um, and then coming out of that, you just kind of reverse out nice and slowly. But 
if we are thinking of like a lifelong change or something that you need to sustain for a long period of time, is this something that can fit within your current circumstances and your current life? So thinking back to those biopsychosocial factors, you know, um, are you eating food which is um, gonna fit within, within your lifestyle essentially? Um, so I think that's a key question you should ask yourself. Um, but basically, when I was doing this sort of webinar for my clients, over, over the years, over my experience and over this course I've been doing, I've kind of broken it down to some really key pillars um, and what I think the way you should kind of approach your nutrition should be. So right at the base of that pyramid, that key foundation, I've, I believe should be your nutritional habits and your mindset um, towards nutrition, right? I think that is so important because um, as we've talked about, as I've mentioned, nutrition is highly individual. There's a number of factors that um, sort of influence the way that you um, eat, right? So I think what's so important is that relationship you have with food is um, key to begin with. So there's no good and bad food. So, so this is kind of being in the mindset of the, you know, there's no good or bad foods. It's looking at food as being for fuel, to fuel your sessions. Um, looking at food as not a number, like a macro, rather than, rather that um, it is fuel and, and food is there to be enjoyed. It's there for comforts at times. It's there for celebrations. Um, so there's not really a moral question when it comes to food. There's no bad or good foods. Rather, there's foods which give you a lot of nutrition or foods which give you um, perhaps not adequate nutrition. That might be a question, but um, there shouldn't, m morality shouldn't be a question when it comes to nutrition. Um, and I think other things that are important is understanding our feelings and emotions when we're eating as well understanding why you're making choices. Remember with nutrition, everything you put in your mouth is a choice, right? Um, when you're eating something, um, you're, you're making an active choice to put that food in your mouth and you need to think of like, what what is that? What is that reason for me putting that food in my mouth? Is it because I'm hungry? Is it because, um, you know, like I'm emotional? Is it because I'm eating this food to align with my goals? It's really having that clear understanding when it comes to nutrition and, and understanding why you're making the choices um, rather than making like subconscious decisions on the food that you're putting in your mouth. Um, so I think that's really important to begin with is understanding um, how you eat and making sure your relationship with food is in a really good place before you then go and go into trying to do like um, diet strategies or trying to um, even even if you're trying to do like a prep right I think it's so important to have these nutritional habits and mindset in place because this is when you see things like people coming off a show and having a really hard time with um, perhaps binge eating after a show or just completely going off their diet if we don't have those foundations in place then you're not going to go back to it um, so that would be my base of that triangle. The most important point, guys, is you need to really question yourself on these things and question your nutritional habits, question your mindset around food, make sure that's in a good place. If it's not in a good place, then you need to go and seek help elsewhere or understand why it's not in a good place for you and sort that out. Um, yeah, and don't be afraid to reach out for help. You know, there's plenty of specialists um, in this area 
Um, so go and sort that out first before you then look to implement the diets, dieting strategies. So once that's sorted, guys, once you've got that good relationship and once you've established a good baseline diet, so encompass, encompassed in that is understanding like food and um, understanding um, how you can meet your health needs with food, right? So making sure like the majority of your baseline diet is whole foods, foods which are going to sustain you and foods which are going to fuel your activity demands so if you are into your resistance training you know making sure you have adequate protein intake so that we are effectively recovering from our sessions making sure that we're fueling those sessions with adequate carbohydrate intake around that pre and post-workout window um, so the next bit is setting that baseline diet and, and gaining an understand understanding of food so gaining an understanding of the macronutrient groups, understanding your digest, uh, digestion, um, uh, understanding your health needs and requirements. And that's figuring things out for yourself, guys, right? So, um, you know, you don't necessarily need to go and get lab tests done and intolerance tests, but a good thing you can do is keep a food diary. So, um, you know, Keep, keep a note of the foods that work well for you and write down any foods that might not like work well for you, right? So this is kind of figuring it out for yourself. So having that baseline diet is key, especially as a bodybuilder, where we want to um, focus on, on performance. We want our diet to complement our performance at the gym. We want it also to digest well, especially in that off season when we're pushing more food in and we need to be able to digest that food nice and easily. Um, and we need to be making sure we're choosing the right foods for health demands as well, um, especially when we're eating a lot of food, right? Um, or sorry, especially when we're going both ways, when we're not eating a lot of food and when we're eating a lot of food. So that would be my next point, guys. The next sort of pillar is setting that baseline diet. And then only then, once you've got the, that solid foundation in place with the nutritional habits and mindset, that baseline diet is mainly whole foods. Um, but remember, with the baseline diet as well, if you're thinking of health needs, that doesn't just encompass the physiological health needs. It also encompasses psychological health needs as well, like your mental health. So actually being able to go and eat off plan every now and again as well, enjoying um, a meal away with your missus or your friends or whatever. So having that balance is key. And that's why I believe everything should be in moderation. You know, that food nutritionally might, like if you go and have a pizza, for instance, maybe that's not the most nutritionally dense food. Maybe it's not, doesn't have the health properties of, um, you know, perhaps a meal mainly based off whole foods, but it will make, meet that psychological um, health demand. Remember, health encompasses an array of um, different parameters, not just, you know, physical health. So um, make sure you you uh, take into account that as well. So once we've set all that, guys, um, then we can look to things, strategies for dieting, like calorie counting, macro counting, um, and then perhaps any other diet strategies you go on. But um, obviously, if we are going through sort of like a gaining phase, we want to be in a calorie surplus, and we want that surplus to be at a rate where we're slowly gaining weight, guys. We don't want to be shooting up weight, you know, like gaining at a rate of 
one to two kilos a week and continue that throughout the phase. Otherwise, we're just gonna add loads of excess body fat. Likewise, when we come down the way, when we're setting a calorie deficit, um, we want that to be nice and tapered as well, nice and slow. Um, because if we, if we go too quick and we lose weight too quickly, we're likely to lose a lot of muscle. Um, not only that, guys, is um, if we were to um, if we were to drop food um, a lot, um, then we're not going to have a lot of energy. And a large part of creating a deficit comes from the physical activity that you do. So you're neat and you eat. So neat stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and eat is um, exercise activity thermogenesis. So essentially. Neat encompasses everything you do outside your normal workout routine, right? So fidgeting, steps, um, tidying the house, whatever. And then your eat would be like your resistance training, your your cardio that you do. Um, so that you, you're going to expend less calories doing that. So actually that... that um, that uh, sort of deficit might be actually offset. That's when people go super low and they kind of like not sure why they're not losing weight. Well, maybe that phys physical activity aspect's gone all the way down. You're not spending as much calories doing that. Not only that, guys, um, or when, when, sorry, when you bring food back up, when maybe have a refeed, then that activity goes all the way up and then you start losing again. That, that explains that, right? So, um, so yeah, so calorie counting, um, macro counting, make sure you're doing it a nice gradual rate either way, okay? So go tapering up slowly, coming down slowly to make it work effectively and to make it sustainable. Um, and really with my coaching, I only really believe in sustainable approaches. Um, I don't believe in quick fixes. Uh, if it's a, a diet, I want, sorry, if it's a prep for my client, I want to make sure that client's prepared for that prep. So I'm going to be the guy, the coach who's going to take that 20 weeks rather than the coach that's like, oh, we've only got 10 weeks, but we can do it. We just need to be more rapid. So I want the best results for my clients. I want them to come out of that prep, um, you know, having a good experience as best as they can can do throughout a prep um, and enjoying it and wanting to come back more and reversing out that that sort of diet in the correct way as well. So yeah, I think that's super import, important as well. But that would be your next sort of layer is the calorie counting, macro counting. And then right at the top, guys, right at the top of that pyramid would be looking into the more sort of nuanced details. So that would be things like performance-based nutrition. You know, that that's like your timings, um, you know, carb cycling, if you've heard of that strategy before, but I don't really want this podcast episode to be all on that. And, you know, perhaps in a few weeks time when I have the, the guests on the podcast, um, he has a lot of knowledge in these areas. Maybe he might shed some light on that. Um, but it could be a whole another episode as well. Um, but that, that would be other nutritional strategies for athletes. So, Apologies, guys, that was the delivery man. So yeah, um, when it comes to performance-based nutrition, um, that would be like strategies that athletes would use. So carb cycling, um, strategies used during peak, peak weeks, so carving up for a show. Um, it could involve like timings of nutrition. All the little finer details, which I don't really want to go too much in depth with, but it's so important that you get the foundations done first 
Again, if you don't have those foundations down and you have a poor relationship with food and your plan is to go into a show, you come out the other end in a really sort of depleted state from that dieting phase, you know, hunger hormones are all over the place and you have poor nutritional habits in place beforehand, you know, you know that that diet's only temporary, so you've done, you've cut for 20 weeks, um, knowing that it's only temporary, but then you come out the show reverting back to your normal um, poor nutritional habits and relationship with food, that's only going to be heightened from um, the state that you're in at the end of a dieting phase, and it could could end up in a, a like a disaster basically so I don't want you guys to be in that situation um I, I want you guys to go away and if you, if you haven't worked on your relationship with food make sure that's in place before then committing to doing a show or, or anything along those lines where you're having to go through an, an extreme dieting phase so that is really important to mention I think most uh, nutritionists would would agree with me on that point as well um, but a little bit on myself, like obviously I've mentioned in previous episodes on um, previous show incidences I've had, like for instance my first show, I kind of almost went through that a little bit, um, came out the other end and kind of binge ate and stuff, but luckily enough my relationship with food wasn't horrendous before then, um, it was just literally because my hunger hormones were all over the place and the cravings are there for like highly palatable processed foods but luckily enough within a couple of weeks that had gone away and I was sort of back to eating um how I felt good or how how a norm I would perceive as being normal right so I was eating um, more whole foods and foods which made me feel good and I enjoyed eating as well which is important um, but I have seen it go bad for a lot of people and they've been struggling to break a poor, like they've been in this poor relationship with food for months after a show and I would never wish that upon anyone. Um, that's not something you want to experience. Um, and at that point, it is important that you, you go and seek help when if you, if you notice that this is having a huge detriment to your, your physical and your mental health. Um, but... My approach to food now, guys, like as a bodybuilder, like typically, um, you know, you would see sort of bodybuilders having this very stringent diet, you know, chicken, broccoli and rice. And I want to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way, guys. So the way I do my nutrition is I obviously have a coach myself um, and he gives me a meal plan. So he gives me a plan. I've got foods that I um, enjoy eating on there and um, most of my foods are sort of whole foods guys but um, it's not like your typical bodybuilder sort of plan right so um, I have on my rest days I have like some lean burgers um, some with some um, brioche buns um, I had some today for instance I had smoked salmon uh, sourdough uh, and veg for my um, for my breakfast um, and, I, and generally speaking, I will keep this meal plan um, Monday to Sunday because it works for me. But what's good about my meal plan, guys, is I actually have my macronutrients for each of the meals. Um, so if I ever wanted to replace the, the meal for something different, um, I can go ahead and I can do that. So say I was out, 
I've got that meal plan with me and I wanted to just replace it for the um, the macros which are on the sheet, I would go ahead and I'd make that choice to do that. Now, I'm currently in my off season um, and if the opportunity comes up where, you know, I have a social event on, like uh, this week it was my girlfriend's birthday, um, it was also Valentine's Day as well, um, and she had we had booked a meal out for her birthday, I would just say, I'm going to go and eat that meal out, even if it's not on my plan, guys, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, um, and this is what I'm talking about is like, you know, having one meal off plan is not going to derail your progress, and if you're starting to feel that way, the sort of guilty feeling of having one meal off, then you need to go back and address the relationship with food, um, because I guess at maybe at one stage previous, I maybe have felt that way, but once you address that relationship with food, once you have a better relationship and understand that food is there to be enjoyed for fuel for your sessions, um, understand the education behind nutrition as well. One meal off plan or having a little bit more food um, is not going to put on fat overnight. If anything, that's only going to be a little bit more food in your stomach, a little bit more glycogen, a little bit of water. Okay, so if you're going through a dieting phase, that will come off. Equally so, guys, um, that's my off season. So I, um, if I have a mat, uh, like a social event or something planned, like a meal like that, I will go and have that. But equally so, for me, I don't feel the need to binge and go off track. And you know, for that meal, I had a main course. Um, I don't feel the need to go and then you know, have a dessert and then go out for ice cream after um, and then buy a bag of cookies. Don't feel the need to do that, right? Remember, nutrition's a choice. Um, remember, it's not going anywhere, um, especially when you're on a diet, um, dieting phase, right? That food's always going to be there. The cookies are always going to be there. Pizza's always going to be there. Um, that is something that really helped me during the dieting phase as well when you are getting cravings when your hunger hormones are a little bit all over the place and your taste buds are highly sensitive as well that's respond really um, well to that uh, highly palatable processed foods right so remember that um, but equally guys during the dieting phase as well um, there's no reason why you can occasionally have a meal out right so of course the dieting phase has got to be strict okay because you are at the end of the day wanting to achieve a certain result a certain body composition but if you understand nutrition right um so there's a few cases in my 2021 prep i actually went out for meals um i probably went out on three occasions three four perhaps even more occasions so i had my dad's birthday my mom asked um oh, are you okay to go out for food i was like yeah no problem i'll discuss it with my coach so chat to your coach work around it so i talked to my coach said listen it's my dad's birthday um they're thinking about we're thinking about going out for a meal um is it possible just to you know fit the macros in for that day and that's no problem at all, right? You need to just look at the menu ahead of time. So for that meal, for instance, um, I just had like a steak, 
some veggies and potatoes at the, the restaurant account for the fact that it's probably going to be cooked in a little bit more fat. So calorie content will be a little bit higher. But that wasn't every single week, guys, during a prep. That was maybe four occasions or four or five occasions during during the prep, okay? And it was a very long prep, so 30 weeks. Um, so it's not going to make or break anything. What's going to break you is if you continue to go overboard every single day, right? So that, that, that one meal that I had went on to the next day and it went on to the next day after that. That's when it's going to be a problem. But remember to own your choices, guys. Own your decisions. When it comes to food, you just need to say, I'm just going to have that meal off and then I'm going to get back on track. If you can do that, then you really are going to um, stick to your plan well and you are going to be able to enjoy um, food. And that's so important. So yeah, even during a prep, I had, um, I had some clients last year competed um, and a couple of them had meals out in the same way. And it's the same approach I take with my clients as well. If you've got something coming up, like a, you know, a meal, it's your missus birthday or whatever, let me know and then we'll just plan it in. We'll take a look at the menu ahead of time. We'll schedule that day in. As long as it's not too close to your, your show day, um, as long as it's a good few weeks out, there's no reason why we can't do that. Um, and as long as you're ready in time, which I make sure my clients are, we are taking the time to prep for the show. And I mentioned that in a previous podcast, mistakes for first timers, you know, give yourself plenty of time for a prep. So when we give ourselves plenty of time, there's no reason why you can't do that, guys. Um, and it's something I, I practice with my clients as well, is being open and honest, because that's the most important thing in that coach-client relationship. I realize I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but um, being able to tell your coach when you have eaten slightly off plan or maybe had a meal off plan, because that's so important because it, 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 one, it brings that sort of trust relationship with your coach so you can tell them everything, um, but it also allows me to make the appropriate changes. Um, and if I don't know everything, then I'm going to make changes which aren't that accurate and not that appropriate and it's going to lead to the wrong results and um, so when it comes to that client coaching relationship that's so important as well and that's why um, I'm not that coach is going to be like you have to be eating chicken rice and broccoli all the time that's not an enjoyable way to eat that's not an enjoyable or sustainable way to eat in an off season um, and prep shouldn't be like that either. I think it should be food should still be made enjoyable during a prep. So guys, I could chat all day about nutrition and approaches, but I basically wanted to give you the the overview of how I approach nutrition. Um, and perhaps there's a lot in this podcast that you can relate to, or maybe you have a lot more questions from this podcast. And if that's the case, then please do drop me a message on Instagram um, and I can see what I can do to help you. If any of you are interested in coaching, um, please again, fire me a message on um, Instagram or you can fill out a quick coaching um, form in, my link, in the link in my bio on Instagram um, and I'll get in touch with you within the next couple of days. But thanks very much, guys, for listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one.